0: This is Midweek Motion, a creative outlet of Grace Avenue Church, designed to help lead, feed, and guide you in things that honor God and build His purpose in you. Here we'll deep dive into curated content, interviews, principles, and conversations that nurture and fan the flames of the diverse gifts, talents, dreams, and aspirations that you hold near and dear. C.S. Lewis once said, the task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. Perhaps today's episode will flood your heart and mind like a fresh stream that flows with motivation, inspiration, and education. This is Midweek Motion. All right, welcome to Midweek Motion. Great to be with you again today. My guest, great member of our congregation. He's a husband. He's a father. uh, He's a military vet. uh, He is new to the Lord. Um, He is an airplane mechanic. He has all kinds of cool hobbies. He can build and fix anything. His name is Joe Swickler. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing all right. Thank you for the sweet introduction. <laughs> it's great. well, you're a man of many talents, and uh, it's been great getting to know you the last uh, couple of years and just watching you thrive and grow and uh, everything that God's been doing. So, I wanted to bring your story to the forefront of of um, this podcast from salvation to serving. This is the the topic we're revolving around, where we're focusing on people's salvation story, how they came to know the Lord, and then their journey to start serving with their gifts and their talents, which obviously in Grace Avenue Church, we put a huge emphasis on serving. uh, And the reason being that we feel uh, very clearly that we're just called to be disciples uh, of, of the Lord. And, and you can sit in a room all day and read books, yeah. which has informational benefits. Uh, but to put that to practice, you need to do life with people. Yeah. And when you start doing life with people, uh, you learn where you need to grow. You learn how others are growing. Uh, you learn a lot. For sure. Yeah. So so let's talk about this. Let's talk about your salvation to serving experience. Um, you first came in in what, what year? It's 2020? 2018. July tw- of 2018. Okay, so we're in Jan- now. It's February of 2022. So you're going on a, on a while now. Um, right. And how long did it take you? Because you came to the Lord after you started coming to Grace Avenue. You came. Uh, you made a decision to follow Him. What, about when? When was that? October. Um, that was August 17th, 2019. So you were here about a year. Yeah, just over a year. Wow. And so what was going through your mind when you were coming for you? Because your wife was was coming very willingly,
1: but you Mm -hmm. were, from what I remember, somewhat reluctant, right? (laughs) Very reluctant. There wasn't somewhat about it. It was very (laughs) reluctant. Um, So uh, put it this way, if I could have built a a back row in the lobby (laughs) and watched church from out there, I probably would have. Right. Um, I was just very standoffish, didn't want to be around people, kind of a wall hugger. Yeah, Didn't think people would really understand me that well kind of thing. Just I don't fit in with these smiling, happy people. Right, right. That's what Christians are all known for, right? Smiling. Yes, (laughs) I don't know what it was, but man, there were some smiling people when I walked in this building. I'm like, oh my God, these people are weird. It's the joy of the Lord. Yeah, it is weird for people who, you know, they come from environments where maybe
0: the people do have walls up and where it's super competitive or people are cut throats and, sure. and then you come into the house of the Lord and we're filled with joy and we're excited and it's an honor to serve God that day and to worship God, to worship with other people. Mm-hmm. And so it is a foreign environment. Um, I get that side of it, but you did that for over a year.
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I, I got here because my wife wanted to come yeah. and you know, she drugged me along and I made a promise that I would let my kids be raised in church because of the ethics and the morals that came with it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to be here, and the soon as the sooner I could get out, the better. Yeah, it was get in, come to service after the music was done, and uh, get out before the music started again.
0: Yeah, I, I remember. I remember meeting you a couple of times in the lobby and shaking mm-hmm. your hand, and and uh, you were cool. You were you were cool with me, but I could tell yeah. you were still kind of um, guarded. Is the best the best word.
1: Honestly, and if you were terrible at preaching, I wouldn't have come back. <laughs> okay. You actually actually didn't pull punches, which I liked. So, yeah. that's what kind of kept me coming back just to see what you're going to say next. Wow, that's awesome! Tell me about your upbringing. You you were coming to church. You're
0: seeing a lot of families, but your family, from what I know of your story, it was a it was a bit rough.
1: Yeah, so uh, Catholic, um, Irish Catholic family. Okay. Um, my mom was sick from. I think she started getting sick in her teens, maybe early 20s. Okay. Wow. Um, and she was still pretty – she was well into being sick when she had me in uh, 1980. I'm okay. Old. But um, – I'm older. Yeah. Okay. We were supposed to go to church every <laughs> Sunday. It was mandatory. It was an obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, if we didn't know certain prayers, we, you know, we got, we got knuckled, which, you know, a butter knife handle on my knuckles yeah. if I didn't know a prayer kind of thing. How old were you when that was happening? Oh man, I was, I think it happened from when I was about eight or nine, all the way up to about fourteen. Wow. When uh, we just didn't start, we didn't go to church after after I turned fourteen for mm-hmm. some odd reason. But okay. um, there was never any joy. Yeah. They, did, they didn't speak of joy of God or anything like that. It was always like, if we don't go, we're going to. So it was somewhat man, more of a I mean. religious discipline or yeah, or, pretty or much. commitment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her dad was a first sergeant in the army, really, uh, iron fist kind of guy. Gotcha. Um, he made him walk single file wherever they went. Mm. Um, it was just it's a strict household. Yeah. Very strict household. And, and my mom carried that through to my childhood. Okay. So, um, she, she passed away when you were a teenager. Yeah. She
0: died when I was 15 years old, 15 years on, old on, uh, the weekend before mother's day. Okay, so w- when you're about 15, and you got saved at what age? When did you come to the Lord? <laughs> this is embarrassing, but uh, 39. No, it's not embarrassing. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's powerful. I mean, yeah. but that's a, a 20, you know, what four year, 24 year stretch of uh, uh, yeah. life.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a it's a pretty long stretch.
0: It's a 24 year stretch of walking through life. You know, and that's marriage. That's military. It's having mm-hmm. kids and growing. Yeah. Uh, but not dealing with maybe even some of that teenage stuff like i know you've you've been working through a lot of that stuff the last couple of years yeah um
1: yeah. I, I think it was resentment and a lot of uh, healing that needed to be done okay and i held on to that baggage for a long time and every failed relationship just kind of added to that baggage when i was uh, you know an adult and if i failed at doing something like uh, when i got med border from the army like mm. i felt like a failure and okay. it just everything just kind of compounded. Wow.
0: And so this uh, did you see, we'll, we'll, we'll lead up more to your salvation here in a second, but sure. how is this affecting your marriage as a a guy with a lot of baggage that hadn't been dealt with, you don't have a relationship with God? Um,
1: how is it affecting your marriage? Well, um, I didn't really discover this until later, but from, from my perspective and my standpoint, um, I always had a foot out the door. Okay. Um, I always had a backup plan cause I'd been through so many other failed relationships before, um, that I was like, well, this is great and I want it to work, but just in case. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she brought in some of her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, two, two people living kind of separate lives, trying to force it to live together. Gotcha. Okay. And
0: you've been married how long now? 13 years. 13 years. Mm -hmm. So the first, and you've been saved for about three. So the first Mm -hmm. 10
1: was. Yeah. Lots of ups and downs, rough. Uh, The first three years were really rough. Yeah. Um, And then my wife kicked me out of the house. Okay. Um, She prayed and prayed and prayed. uh, And she said, God told her to stay with me. Uh, I didn't know what that meant at the time. Okay. But she continued to pray without my knowledge. Like she just kind of did this on her own for the remainder until I actually got saved. For another seven years. Yeah, for another seven years. So uh, I think she told me she started praying uh, like after our first year. So Mm -hmm. about nine years straight, she prayed for me to get saved. Wow. To understand um, what that was like and maybe to understand more of her. When you got saved, and
0: I remember she would come into the lot, this is at the older location, the Mm other building we were at, She would walk in, and when you go get the kids, you'd walk and go grab the kids from Kids Care whatever, she would come up to me and just say, like, she would say something like that. She would say, thank you for accepting him, or thank you for just, (laughs) she would almost apologetically, like, thank you for dealing with this knucklehead. But I kept saying, like, it's cool. Like, Joe's not the first, you know, dude with baggage, you know, like, that I've ever dealt with. I've been doing this a long time. Like, this was after I got saved? This is after you got saved. She was very... uh, um, grateful oh, yeah. for my patience. She, what she felt was a lot of patience on my part with you. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm just like, Hey, I've been doing this for a long time yeah. for 25 years. I've been ministering to people one on one, like this, just talking or you know, as a, as a pastor. And so, for me, it, it came very natural. Like, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was working to try and be anything other than just who I am to try to be there for you in whatever way I could. Yeah. But she was very appreciative of it. And so I, I always wondered if that meant that maybe there was there wasn't anybody that she could lean on in that manner, uh, mm-hmm. to help get through to you, whatever needed to get through to you.
1: Um I I, th- I think what really occurred was pre being saved, actually before you even went to England, um, we tried a church, um, in college station mm. and it just it was weird. It was like this kind of blacked out almost movie theater, like auditorium with cameras and all this other stuff. I'm like, this isn't a church. <laughs> That's where we a, started. This is a, this we is a started show. a movie theater. Yeah. yeah. But, we would have uh, weirded you out back then. Yeah. I was like, where's this guy's gold jacket. He's gonna start hitting people. And, <laughs> uh, and I never went back. Like it was weird, but that yeah. place was packed. And I was like, yeah. these people are near me and I don't yeah. want to be here. So okay. we didn't go back to that one. And then we moved to San Antonio and met the Pruits.
0: Okay. Great family I, here I, in church. I,
1: I tried another church uh, on, on Melinda's behest to Jennifer. Okay. Um, and, you know, it, I, I was starting to kind of maybe see some stuff, but uh, it just, we had Wesley and then things kind of changed and mm. um, I just got a bad feeling about the place and I just didn't want to go back. So we didn't. Wow. Okay. Um, and then we went to England and we tried another church. Okay. Um. That was in this old farmhouse. It was called Sedgefin, um, and the pastor meant well, but he was creepy. Like he was creepy. He would just show up at my house unannounced, and I'm just like, "No, we're not doing this." Um, so, um, yeah, it was just a, it was, you know that's
0: very common in the old days, like that, yeah. that especially in in traditional churches. Like yeah. it's called being a pastor.
1: I know. I get it. <laughs> they, I get it. Um, they, they go to your house. I'd prefer to text you, but mm-hmm. I won't just yeah. show up at your house. Yeah. Uh, um, well. I mean, I'm the type of guy. Just, I don't want you coming to my house. And oh, I aunts. get it. It's so, a different generation, too. But yeah, yeah so different. I uh, uh, just came across as odd. So I, I said no. I'm mm. just done with it. Yeah. Um, and then we came back here, and she's like, "I really want to get in church." I was like, "Look, I'll give you one more. Like, <laughs> I'll give you one more track because this is this is terrible. It's <laughs> not working out. It's oh, not working for me. Um, I'm not so, feeling this right." So like like we did before, we we connected with the Pruits, asked them where they were going. Okay, and uh, they said here, so we came in here. And I was like, great, another one of these. <laughs> and uh, I did not of, have a gold jacket on though. You I didn't. Know. I was really hoping I was, was not, not hitting people. people. Would have great it either, right? if you did. But, yeah. um, so you could have left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the time, that's exactly how I felt. Um, but she she gave me a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, she's like, I bought you tickets to this men's event. Okay. I was that's like, uh, "No, you did not, because I'm not going." And she's like, "I tell you what, I will make you this deal right now. If you don't like it, you get nothing out of it. You never have to go to church again. I'll just go, I'll take the kids and go by myself." I was wow. like, "Wow, that is a deal. <laughs> sold, sold, sold." <laughs> and I showed
0: up. But looking back now, can you see her quiet desperation? Like <laughs> that's a that's a big bargain. I'll give you these tickets, uh, yeah. and if you don't. Like it, you never have to go back to church again. Um, That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, I, I, I see it, and there's a lot of there's a lot of guilt. Yeah, <laughs> like for knowing after after the fact, after being saved, how long she prayed and how long she had wished for it. Yeah, um, it was really weird because uh, I I went, I had the the moment, and like I had no idea what to do with it. I was like freaking out. Like yeah. what is going on? Yeah. And I went home and I told her and she saw that I was kind of freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she went into another room, shut the door, and just jumped for joy. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm so happy. Yay! Like yeah. I'm like, you could at least try to understand that I'm terrified right now <laughs> instead of jumping up and down celebrating <laughs> this. But um I actually remember that day well.
0: I remember um, um I actually remember our dearly departed friend yes, Kevin, Kevin, standing yeah. over you, mm-hmm. um, and praying over you. I remember him with one hand on your shoulder yeah. and one hand in the air, just like praying to God mm-hmm. and praying over you. And I have that memory locked into my mind, you know, because there was a lot of a lot of guys there that day. Yeah, um, but I could tell something was happening with you because you were just sitting in the chair and yeah. you just had your head down. And there were, I can assume there were tears or something was going on because I could tell it was deep.
1: It yeah. was just a weird moment of, I was hearing him talk about a donkey and mm-hmm. then, um, Oh, the pastor that was yeah, speaking that. Yellow, yellow. Yeah. It was, it was just, it was a strange transition because he was talking about that and he had, it was like this big kind of like at, at the end of a song, you know, there's a big climax and it's all mm-hmm. exciting and then it, it kind of fades off. Yeah. But, well, you know, he was going crazy, like just going off and it was great, but yeah. And then it, it just, it trailed off and then there was this graphic on your TV and it was this, it was this, a sidewalk in the middle of two lanes of traffic and it looked like New York City or something like that, mm-hmm. but it was time-lapse photography. I remember it and huh. it just, it just stopped. Huh? Like it was just the graphic and it just stopped. And I don't know if it stopped in real time, but for me, it just stopped. And I was standing there and I was thinking in my head, like life has passed you by for 26 years and it's no longer going to mm. I'm stopping that right now and it was like God talking to me yeah and it was crazy and it freaked me out pretty bad yeah you know we the more I
0: grow in the Lord and the more I see stories mm-hmm. like this and in people there's just that beautiful reality of God's pursuit of us, mm-hmm. that, you know, there, there's there are there's our resistance, there's our obstinance, there's our rebellion, there's our mm-hmm. excuses, there's our sin, there's all kinds of stuff in the way, yeah. but there's a constant, relentless, continual pursuit of God for us, and, um, you know, Jesus, the pursuit of Jesus for any man, any woman, you know, when he gets a hold of them, truly gets a hold of them, everything changes it and did so it definitely changed and so that changed for you what yeah. change for you
1: i mean i i i think of getting saved like you know you had the, like the five stages of grief yeah well like for me i had like the three stages of getting saved like uh i was scared and then i was just overwhelmed with like this healing and and love and gratefulness for it and then I just wanted knowledge, like I wanted mm-hmm. to understand it, and that's the whole rapid fire journey just started from there. Like,
0: yeah, it has been a rapid fire journey, and I've made uh, comments about this to you, obviously and to other yeah. people. But there's like an acceleration with you. It's um, you know, it, you're almost you're not doing double time. You're almost doing triple time. To be honest with you, it feels like there's—and and I just believe that that's a work of grace. The Bible would tell us that that's a work mm-hmm. of grace, that we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. When we grow and when we change, it is by God's yeah. grace that He's sanctifying us. He's growing us. He's peeling mm-hmm. the layers off. He's changing things. But there's our willing participation in our humility and surrender to Him. Yeah. And when those two things meet, man, that that's a big deal. And— I've just seen that so clearly with you Been awesome.
1: It was, it was, it was important for me to understand it one, um, like my mechanical brain says, if I don't know how to fix it, then (laughs) then I need to learn how to fix it. Okay. Um, But I started pursuing and pursuing and pursuing, but the one failure I was having was I I wasn't taking the time to review what I was pursuing. I was just after it so much, it was like, I wasted so much time in 26 years and I didn't really understand God's timeline at the time. There was so much I didn't know, and yeah. then, um, so I started putting myself through curriculum. Okay, you know, grow class first. Mm. Uh, took the leader the the trait thing and got oh, leadership yeah. for my primary trait, which I was like, um, well, maybe, like, yeah. kind of skeptical. Um, and then I took freedom group with Pastor Henry, and then I took kingdom man group with Pastor Henry. Oh yeah, and uh, just watching him and what was what's the word I'm looking for he's very calculated in what he does Mm. so he's always on a schedule he prays at a certain time he's strategic yeah yeah um and watching him do that that's why he
0: doesn't work out with me because yeah (laughs) he wants to get on a schedule I'm like well I'll tell you how I feel tomorrow
1: well looking at his example and then realizing I'm not that guy (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) but seeing somebody that dedicated to it yeah it, it just gave me, it gave me drive to be dedicated, but find my own way to be dedicated to it. That's awesome. Um, through God's guidance. And then um, I got mentors involved and connected with people. And I just, I realized that there's so much joy here and that's why people are smiling. Yeah. It's not because they're creepy or because they're trying to pretend. Right. Or trying to get the church money or something like that. It's. That they really feel a sense of joy because God is in this place. Yeah, and
0: people care. They yeah. care about one another, and um, I mean that's something we can all smile about. Mm. Um, let's let's take this next part and talk about because that's a lot packed into you know I think we've got about twenty minutes. No, no, it's great. It's it's just great. Don't wanna, I want to I want to try and transition to the serving aspect. Sure. So you started. You 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 got saved. You got baptized. You've been going through classes. You've been growing the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Your marriage is getting stronger and better and you're becoming sure. a better father. I know we've had conversations about the type of father and husband you want mm-hmm. to be and you've made, you know, uh, just made that very uh, no, very well known, you know, that you mm-hmm. want to be what you weren't the first 10 years. You want to be that for the future yeah. and be even more for your kids for the future. And you started serving um, on Sundays. What, what was that journey like? When do you remember first coming into, all of that, were you watching other people serve on a Sunday on different teams and were you w- kind of wanting to jump in or were you hesitant or did you feel invited or not? Or what was going well, on?
1: Two things so my wife started serving, mm. um, and she was I call her Walmart door greeter before <laughs> I got saved because she was always holding the door for people. That's right, that's what she was yeah. doing. I forgot um, about that, but. You know, Andrew, first person I saw was either uh, Roger, who I didn't know at the time. I called him parking lot guy. Yeah. And then Andrew was always out standing outside in front of the door, and Mm. he would see me every every Sunday, and he'd shake my hand, and and I had no idea what he did at the time, but you know I do now. Yeah. Um, Either way, uh, I had this I had this sense of. I wanted to give it back. I wanted to pour it back in, mm. and I didn't know what that sense was really. I just knew that if I could serve, and and catch guys that were like me, yeah. that were wall hangers and and clingers and uh, didn't want to be there. Like I can, I can smell my own. Like yeah. I can, I can see <laughs> those guys pretty clearly in my head, and I felt like I could. There's so much they don't know that they're not mm. letting themselves know, but not one person I ever talked to prior to me being saved was like that. Mm. I didn't talk to anybody like that. Nobody Mm. shared that story with me. Um, so I just felt called to do it. And I thought the best way to do it was to serve at church. That's awesome.
0: You know, we, uh, we try to encourage people to serve because in that moment where they say yes to Mm. not just putting others first, but actually building the Kingdom of God, like everyone's contribution as the body of Christ on a Sunday coming together. It builds the house of God, it builds the people of God, it builds the Kingdom of God, it builds hope in others, it builds happiness. People see somebody that they haven't seen in a week or two. There's hugs, there's handshakes, there's camaraderie, there's family. So there's a lot going on that's in the recipe more than just the act of like, hey I'm doing something. And a lot of times I think that's where people are stuck. They think you know, I have to do something for God or do something for this church. And while that's helpful, really, the heart behind it is we want people to to grow and mm-hmm. find family. You know, for many people uh, serving, uh, this becomes their family. It becomes closer than their immediate family, because yep. if their immediate family isn't close to the Lord or has no connection to any of that, you um, Even people like who move from different places. I just talked to a single mom yesterday. I've been um, texting back and forth. We were checking on her. She uh, she came here, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years ago and going through the middle of a divorce, broken, starting all over, single parent, big old custody battle. She's put herself through school. She's gotten into a new job. She told me she just bought a house. And she was texting me saying, hey, can you find me a man now? A good godly man. I said, hey, I'm on it. I'll, I'll do my best. Great. But she's just talking about how, she, how far she's come and how she mentioned how she didn't, uh, you know, she, she's mentioned how, you know, when she first started coming, there was just so much baggage and stuff she had to, had to get through. And like you look at her now, it's just a whole different ballgame. You wouldn't even recognize her. And there's countless stories like that in here. But it came from... Saying yes to mm-hmm. serve something bigger than their own life, their own vision for their life, to just say yes to you know what God, I'm available to be used however you want, and then to find a place, you know.
1: Well, I, I think it's really, I think it's really important that uh, people understand that any of the reasons that you just said are noble reasons to start serving. Yeah. but what's really cool about serving is whatever reason started you serving, you're going to hit every reason that you just said because. Mm that's part of that's part of the journey that I went through in, in serving like I served because uh, I felt compelled to to seek out other guys like me and help them awesome deal with what they could possibly be dealing with yeah and then and we have it, been able to do that yeah.
0: on this journey there's times I've yeah. leaned on you and said hey can you call this guy this is there's some rough stuff going on or I hear something through the grapevine and and you're on it you know but
1: uh, that evolved right yeah so it evolved from that to now i really enjoy serving because i get to talk to people at church that i haven't seen all week or Mm -hmm. i get that family feeling or something like that and it's it's not an obligation it's like a calling Mm. it's like i want to do it because i want to see people and i want to see them see them be joyous in church and if i can have a little bit of effect on that then i'm that's fantastic that's powerful that's powerful
0: and it's so rewarding for you you know as an individual Um, it's funny because when I think about my journey, I don't know what it's like to not serve because Mm -hmm. for as long as I've been in church, I've served. So since I was a kid, you know, um, even those years where I was, when I, when I, before I really came to, like I was in church and then I went away, got crazy, got lost, came to the Lord for real. Mm -hmm. But even in that time, um, I've always served. I served as a kid in every, every area. Um, and it builds i think a sense of responsibility in you and accountability like when i show up obviously i'm preaching so it's different you know I, there's a different level of accountability and responsibility but if i was not doing that um for example it may be someone else is changing i don't think on that day oh i'm off today mm-hmm. i'm thinking i need to connect with somebody i need to see how people are doing I'm going to ask some questions gonna yeah. see if somebody needs just look in people's eyes, encourage them, yeah. really ask how they're doing, you know? So like, and that doesn't feel like a burden to me.
1: It never has, Mm-mm. you know? Uh, I think, I think it's really, it's really interesting. Cause if, um, I, I try to, I try, so I'm in charge of my schedule now uh, uh, on the, on the serve team. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I try to incorporate a day off like nice. every month for yeah, me but very cool i just can't seem to take a day off <laughs> like i just show up and, and come and, yeah and that's always been the thing with our team is if we're here we're serving like yeah and it's and it's a joy to do it There's,
0: it is a joy yeah. it is a joy
1: what do you think um
0: how do you think this has impacted your like your day-to-day monday through saturday how do you how do you see this you know all that you're doing all that you're serving how is that translating into what it does for you monday through saturday is there anything you can pinpoint
1: Hmm. Um, I think when you start serving something other than yourself, mm. you really start to find yourself. Mm. You start finding, uh, who you can really be Yeah. in, in, in a positive way yeah. and affect change in people.
0: That's powerful. For
1: a very positive effect. And that's, I just, I have, I have more joy. I, I get to pray every day and I, I make a point to at least spend time with God every day. Um, and I don't know, man, it's just like you go from, you go from a dark place and in a broken area yeah. to all of a sudden, none of that exists anymore. And you're just in this, you're just in this area and, and everything still exists around you. Yeah. Like you're, you're still there. Yeah. The tree is still in the front yard that was there yesterday. Yeah but you just see it differently. Like it's more yeah. green. Yeah. You know, your wife is smiling more. You're arguing less. You're, uh, you show up at church and people know who you are and they say, Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Like, Hey, good to see you. And, and you just, you talk and I have people come up and talk to me about their problems and, um, I try to help them through it. And, you know, I have my people that I can, I can go to and talk about problems with and, mm. you know, it's, it's really great, man. and It really is. It's fulfilling. It
0: is fulfilling. yeah.
1: Like I said, it's a, it's a calling. It's not an obligation. It's just like you feel called to be here.
0: You know, you said something um, earlier that, you know, you look back and you think, god look at all this time I wasted, and you feel this guilt. Um, but I, I think part of the healthy view of that would be is look at the grace of God. Yeah. Rather than look at the guilt of what I feel. Look at the grace of God. Not only did he save you, all that time he kept you mm. and all that time he preserved you from destroying yourself from destroying your your marriage yeah uh, from destroying a family and a generation destroying like what your kids are now experiencing so much and growing in and around and you guys are building friendships and and mm. camaraderie and all kinds of stuff so you know i think when I got saved at, you know, I remember there were particular areas of of guilt where I felt about different things in my life, and t- same thing, time wasted, stuff with family, behaviors, attitudes, mindsets, crazy stuff I'd done. And I like it's all become part of what is the ongoing work of the grace of God in our life.. And, and it's what helps me. So like whenever you say something to me on Sunday, like, man, it's like you are reading my mail, you know, or mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever you say stuff like that, it's like I'm I'm speaking from uh, other people's stories too and experiences and people I've ministered to, but I'm speaking from how God's worked in me yeah. and how his His word works and, and who he is and what he's about. And so um, it's awesome to watch your journey and um, I'm super proud of you, man. What would you say to anybody who is on the fence about serving, uh, jumping into the mix, and just going all in and serving, serving people, serving in church?
1: Um, I would tell them to find whatever reason they need to find mm-hmm. to serve, whether they want to meet somebody or whether they just want <laughs> to keep exploring what's going on in their in their life with yeah. God. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of people around Sunday that serve that can help them with that and. It's going to get them integrated in the community, mm-hmm. which is what church is about. Yeah, it's about community. Yeah, um, so I, I think I think that's one. That's the bonus right there. And yeah, it's, it's the people around you. You basically walk into a giant support system. Yeah, that can help you disseminate and, and really discover what information you're getting. Yeah, like I think it's, uh, I think it's really interesting looking back now today, on when I got saved. The feelings I had, like the guilt and stuff like that when I got saved of of the 26 years of whatever, Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't feel like guilt anymore Mm -hmm. because as I walked and as I discovered and as I learned and as I grew, um, I found these little events and little moments, Mm -hmm. like when I was dedicating my son um, and he was terrified, like being up on stage in front of everybody and I was like, I know that feeling yeah, and I had been asking God to bring me to my knees for I don't know, maybe a month. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden he just said, this is, bring. you're on your knees, get on your knees. And I got on my knees and I prayed with my son through the whole dedication Mm -hmm. because he was scared. And then like- How old is he? He is uh, seven, about to be eight. Um, But moments like that um, really show you your growth. Mm -hmm. And, And they show you maybe you didn't learn it perfectly. Yeah. But all the feelings you had- all the guilt and stuff like that. It wasn't really guilt. It was, it was understanding what God was doing Mm. when you were going through what you were going through. So 26 years was God prepping me to Mm. be the voice on this microphone right now, talking to somebody just like me and talking to somebody who had the kid problem or talking to somebody who, who is wanting to be in the community, but is scared to do it because maybe they don't look manly or or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't know what the reason is, but it's not a good enough reason. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I'm loving your journey. So proud of you. Happy for your family and for not every, not just everything that you've um, come through, but just also the acceleration, the pursuit that you're you're all about right now. I'm excited. No sense. For you. Wasting no sense I'm wasting time. No since I'm wasting time. No. Yeah. Well. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Folks, this has been Joe Swickla sitting with me. He's an incredible, incredible guy. I hope you get to meet him. If you don't know who he is, ask somebody and find him and shake his hand. He's a great guy. Thanks for being here, man. That's it for today. Until next time, remember that the God we serve is greater than any of our failures. He's more invested in us than any human on the planet. You're a gift to this earth, to this generation, maybe even the next. So don't shortchange yourself. Keep growing. And live your life to honor Jesus and his purpose in you. Join us soon for another episode of Midweek Motion.